rebound effect of unhealthy eating right and how or healthy eating like if you go all in and then all of a sudden you are seeing food that you consider bad food you will crave that more and more and more this week we want to talk about what we did last week right so last week we really got into this longevity diet i finished up this book the longevity diet by walter longo phd uh, he's a researcher in california that does a lot of research with mice about um, autophagy. And autophagy is a stage that the body gets into when it goes without food for a while. So uh, during fasting, right? That's one of the benefits of intermittent fasting. And his thing here is a five day uh, fast mimicking diet. So it's essentially an eating style where you're eating particular types of foods that uh, really mimic the benefits of fasting, yeah. right? And the benefits of fasting, that autophagy stage that you end up getting into with fasting is associated with, at least in studies with mice, um, breaking down of bad tissues, right? So if you hear any of these stories that come out about people in chemo or with cancer that they changed their diet and it helped them, it's like it's, it's still early on in research, but there's a lot of people that um, are studying the fact of like healthy eating, less protein, right? Less mm -hmm. protein actually eaten actually causes less abnormal cell proliferation, right? Because it allows you to get into that autophagy. Stage. I once heard the autophagy described as like your body's garbage system, like yeah. garbage removal system. Yep. So autophagy is a cellular process where just like, the body goes through and any dysfunctional cells or any cells that aren't doing the job as efficiently as they should, they just say, get like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Right. And it, it would make sense in terms of the biology of why it works is if there isn't enough, <clears throat> if there isn't enough, um, fuel, right. If there isn't enough ready, readily accessible food coming into you all the time, then the body has to rid itself of any, Whatever, extra, yeah. right? Any anything that's like a, um, um, I don't know, like dead weight, you know, that they're carrying around yeah. that isn't pulling its or isn't pulling its own weight. They want to get rid of it. Okay, so that's really where the methodology comes from. So um, this Walter Longo, he uh, talks a little bit about the blue zones, which I've talked to patients about in mm -hmm. the past, right? And very similar to our philosophy about eating, until. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we we actually made the meal. So, Maureen, give us a breakdown as to how we usually eat on a regular basis when we aren't um, overindulging or when we aren't really restricting our diet. Yeah, so we are pretty consistently eating primarily veggies. Mm -hmm. We make sure that we have veggies at every meal. Yep. And at least one to two servings. Yep. You and I probably... Have a little Eat more. two servings per yep. meal of veggies. Um, and so we balance the veggies with some beans. Mm -hmm. We usually have beans once or twice a week. Yep. And then... Good source of protein there. Yep, good source of protein. So that usually... The beginning of our week is usually very veggie, very bean-based. Mm -hmm. And then towards the middle to end of the week, we usually have some animal protein, usually at least... 
Yeah, how often are we eating animal protein? Probably three, three out of seven nights. Okay. And usually, and typically that's at like one meal a day. We're not eating animal. Well, you do eat eggs in the morning. Yep. Um, but aside from- I like from, my eggs. You do. You love your eggy toast. Eggy toast. That's the um, way it's supposed to be. I love the eggy toast. Yeah. But we eat like three probably dinners a week. Limited grams. I was going to get there. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go. Go. Keep Feature going. animal protein. Yep. Chicken, fish, some ground beef. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, we will eat some grains, but really like very specific grains, like millet, ancient grains, millet, yep. sorghum. <clears throat> um, mm -hmm. What else do we do? We do a lot of cauliflower rice, oh. which is not a grain, but it's a good grain replacement. It's quinoa. Quinoa, we have started to do a little bit more quinoa because you've really noticed your protein has been down. Lower, yeah. I bet. So that's a good... I've been putting my stuff into apps lately and realized that my protein has been less than yeah. it should be, even though I even want it to be lower than what the recommendations yeah. are. So we do like, I will cook that in the Instant Pot. Yep. Um, quinoa, and then we do eat a lot of sweet potatoes. Yep. Sweet and again, that's not a grain, but it's kind of like that yep, but those side are, dish that people yeah. are used to. And right? those are filling and hearty. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We could go. All right, so the longevity diet in summary, right? So that's what we were eating. Longevity yep. diet in summary, we got it right in here. He's like, eat mostly vegan plus a little fish, limiting meals with fish to a maximum of two or three times per week. Doing that, right? Yep. And then it says, if you are below the age of 65, keep the intake of protein low. And this is key, right? So it says 0.31 to 0.36 grams per pound of body weight. So he says that comes to 40 to 47 grams of protein per day for a person weighing 130 pounds and 60 to 70 grams of protein per day for someone weighing 200 to 220 pounds. Those beyond age of 65 should have slightly increased their increase of protein intake. Okay. And we've got minimized saturated fats uh, from animals and vegetable sources, follow a diet with high vitamin and mineral content. Boom. We do that. Select ingredients among those discussed in the book that your ancestors would have eaten, right? Yeah. So that's the quinoa. Quinoa is one of those types of um, things that people put into foods to kind of give it that that uh, ricey or grainy type of texture, right? Yeah, and we just really avoid any processed foods, really, yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's really it. So... All right, so... When we started putting this in practice last week, what was the biggest difference that you were noticing? Um, the <clears throat> biggest difference was there was a lot more grains. Yeah. There seemed to be... Like we had yogurt and... Yeah. What was I having for breakfast? Um, and a lot, yeah, a lot, a lot more like nut-based dairy products. Yeah, I like, oh, I had almond milk. <laughs> I poured you a glass <laughs> of milk. <laughs> I haven't had milk. So when I was in chiropractic school, my second year in, my professor was talking about the inflammatory impact that cow's milk can have. So I just, I'm like, I don't drink milk all that much. So I just cut milk up. I haven't had a like, glass of milk or anything milky. No, yeah, then until that. Yeah. I'm talking about like 10, 12 years. It was really weird. I mean, it was nut milk, but it was really weird yeah, for me to like, I get that milk pour mustache. you a glass of milk and like, <laughs> slide it over to you. But yeah, it was a lot more... I would say like the dinners were not all that different, but 
breakfast and lunch was different. It was a lot more grain-based. We mm -hmm. ate more pasta than normal. Yep. Um, and I think what the change that I tried to make was kind of keep it um, lectin light. And yep. we would do cassava pasta instead. Yep. Um, you know, the breakfasts were like cereal. Well, yeah. we don't. We don't have cereal yep. in the house, so, so what'd you, what'd we I millet? gave you puffed millet, puffed millet. with yep. some hemp seeds. Yep, hemp kids seeds. have had that. The kids like that. Yep. Um, so it was just, it seemed to be more grain-based yep. than veggie. So I felt really restricted over the four yeah. days. Um, I was tired at times. I had been eating relatively well beforehand. And the big reason why we want to talk about this today was because I felt through that stage that I had really um, kind of all or nothing, right? I had yeah. really restricted my calorie intake, which then when it came time for what day, Thursday? Thursday, mm -hmm. Thursday I overindulged. Like a candy bar, I ended up getting pizza. <laughs> I just, like restricting your diet that much yeah. really has a rebound effect. And sure enough, when I, um, I think I told you guys before, I signed up for Noom to check that out. Noom has a bunch of psychological little workshops that you can do on it. I'm reading about it. And sure enough, the day that I, um, <clears throat> the next day I was looking at that and it was talking about the rebound effect of unhealthy eating, right? And how, or healthy eating. Like if you go all in and then all of a sudden you are seeing food that you consider bad food you will crave that more mm -hmm. and more and more. And the longer you go without satisfying that craving, the longer you go without satisfying that craving causes that reward, that mental reward to even become even higher. Yeah. I keep thinking of it like, like when you're in high school or something, it's the bad boy or like, like the bad, the bad relationship person that you should uh, stay away from. But you're like, Oh, that's the you're bad drawn guy. to it. Yeah. You're drawn yeah. to it. Like that's the thing I should end up. That's the end. Yeah thing I should end up getting and that's the reward and that's what these overindulging and then these yo-yo type diets really so and I think that's what we have found over I mean this has been a two or three year kind of journey for us and mm -hmm. we've had times where we're really very faithful very yes. um you know really seeing a program through to fidelity yep and then what we find on the opposite end is at some point, it's just, it's not sustainable yeah, because of that psychological effect. So we've really tried to find that, yeah. that balance between, all right, what are the things we like to eat when kind of pre-planning for those indulgences. Yeah. <clears throat> the pre-scheduling that and even putting huge. it in the calendar, it's huge. right? Like putting it on the calendar. Of we like, were doing that for a while. Yeah. So like every time I told Maureen, like I, I like stopping and getting beach pizza every once in a while. I was doing it a lot more during... COVID stuff, but when I get a haircut now, I get a haircut maybe once every, what, three weeks, four weeks? Yeah. That'll be a time that I maybe go out and get that. It's pre-planned, you know, but that pre-planning um, is very, very valuable. And it goes into like um, primitive ways too of like, if you had something accessible to you all the time and it was good to store that energy up and then it was gone, the minute you found it again, you would like you would yeah. just over consume it all because you didn't know where you when you find it again. You were kind of signaling your body that, hey, we had it, now we don't have it, and then all of a sudden it's there again. You're like, oh, it's not going to be here again pretty soon. We got to make sure that we get yeah. it all. So <clears throat> that's really our longevity diet or my longevity diet, not ours, because you well. you made the foods and stuff like that and evaluated all the recipes and stuff. That was our little uh, 
test it, there. It's a it's a cautionary tale. To <laughs> not, it's a cautionary tale to not get too yeah, I like, overly committed to a very like narrow minded type yeah. of approach. Yeah. I like the the information in the book yeah. was awesome. It was stellar. Um, but the practicing it when we I don't know, when we already had a good thing going. Yeah, you have to be realistic. Yep, very realistic. Yep. All right, hope you like this one. We'll be back next week.